Hi there, I'm Jury Shank and welcome to the Legends of the Wind podcast. Thanks for coming today. Legends of the Wind is about storytelling and discovering what story you're in. A lot of us, including me, are on a journey of identity. We want to know our purpose as well. The question is, will we discover these things? In today's episode, we get to listen to a poetic story called Time of Desire. If you're into creativity and finding your expression, then this story's for you. If you need permission to step out and pursue your dreams and desires, pay attention to this story. After we listen to it, we'll unpack its meanings. I wrote this legend more than 10 years ago for my friend Melissa Otis for her birthday. I knew her from hanging out with people from a church called Expression 58 started by Sean Bowles. It was an amazing time. Now, I didn't know much about Melissa at the time, but when I delivered her story, she started crying. People would gather around her and see her receive her own prophetic story. It was an amazing experience. I'll never forget how this story impacted her. It was only later that she did tell me that I definitely tapped into her heart's desires and was accurate about her destiny without me fully knowing her at the time. I just love it when people's eyes get opened up. I love it when hearts are touched. Actually, I have struggled with some jealousy when I've delivered these stories. I want to hear someone give me a story too. It's true. These prophetic stories are so precious. I just want everyone to know their story. Well, fortunately, we are able to have the subject of today's legend with us. Today's guest is my friend, Melissa Otis. Melissa is passionate about creativity and letting the imagination become the vehicle to see others discover their full potential. She helped build art programs in South Korea, teach fashion sketching classes, worked as a fashion stylist, designed original greeting cards, and display her creativity through painting murals. Melissa sees the world as an open canvas to present and to paint and forge beauty wherever she goes. You can find her on Instagram with at Melissa underscore Otis, or on YouTube with Melissa Otis and Snapchat with MOtis7. Melissa, thank you for joining us today. It's great to see you. Hi, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's really an, an honor and a pleasure to, to get to be here to talk about your writing. Oh, great. Well, it's great to feature you and celebrate who you are as well. Now, I wrote Melissa's story about 10 years ago, and today it still speaks. So before we get into our discussion and find out why this story is still so special, let's check out her legend, Time of Desire, right now. Time of Desire Famished for love and longing for light, the woman, the creator, stood strong as she pursued her delight. In her hands were the scissors that carved the cloth that kings and queens would wear as they walked down the aisles and the beauties would just stare. People from all over the world would seek her sight for her designs were designs of delight. But now let us go back to the beginning of this desire when life was hot and her heart was on fire. Inside her burned the sights and the sounds of people in clothes dancing, twirling around and around. Inside her heart was the design of delight and people all over the world would seek her out for she knew what colors, clothes and styles were life and bright. In the beginning, there were steps of risk, trials and tribulations, but favor bounded over all. 
She walked down the street and entered her court. Many saw the things she saw, and she blurted out her exhort. Inside her eyes was a vision of the future, and people knew that there were treasures within. But came the question, when would she release them and let her story begin? People come and people go, but along the lines, she saw the design and saw the fabric perfectly flow. Color, lines, styles, and delight filled her mind night after night, for she dreamed to draw and color and cut. But inside her was the caution that made her say, but? She was thoughtful and hesitant to move, but could she live the life she dreamed of? Inside her was the desire, yet when was the time? When could she release and find her life to be so sublime? What could she do and where could she go? She wanted the release, but she was afraid to flow. In her hands were crayons of color, but would she fly in her heart and become like no other? Yes, it was time, the time of desire. And thoughtful people came to her and encouraged her way, for she heard her heart and she knew what to say. It is time, it is time, it is time for desire. Now she was free and her heart was on fire. Inside of her again, she looked at the place of creativity. She saw many things and her gift was full of productivity. Now it was time to start a new beginning for the seasons have changed and now she started the winning. Draw, 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 cut fabrics of desire, templates, form, sewing, and then go to bed for the night and retire. People will come and people will go, but prepare yourself for you will end up with the show. Hide away from those who speak doubt. Surround yourself with the people who spur you on and cheer you and shout. Celebration is here. Now you are free to be everything you are, to be all you can be. Today we celebrate you and give you the freedom to live, believing in yourself and give yourself a break and love to forgive. You've been so hard on your soul and your soul cries out, love me just a little and together we will enter the realms of favor and clout. Inside of you is a great treasure. It comes from the creator, the Lord of hosts who loves you with a great measure. You have much sight inside you, now apply your pleasure. Come and be with the one who will inspire you for all you do. You can do this. We believe that they will marvel your designs and people will want to work with you. Fashion and favor surround you, my dearest daughter. People love you and will give you treasures that will take you farther, farther than you've ever dreamt of before, for yours is the kingdom more and more. Live and love and love again. We desperately need your heart. It is time to begin. This is your heart song, the song of desire. It is time, it is time. Prepare yourself and you will find your heart on fire. We love you and honor you and keep you today. We will surround you and pray for you and follow your way. We love who you are and celebrate your treasure. You have power, grace, and favor by far beyond measure. Look out and see that your deliverance is near. Go forward and believe there is no need for fear. You are now released. Go and be. Do what you desire, for you are now free. Inceptio. Well, there it is. Time of desire. Melissa Otis, that is your legend. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted just to start off like uh, recapping what, what happened. Um, so 
I wrote this, what, 10 or 11 years ago, right? 2008, mm -hmm. 2009, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, I want to make sure that the audience knows that at that time, I really didn't know much about you or who your interests are. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I remember it was my 25th birthday. Oh, and wow. gave me that for my birthday present. And I remember I opened it up and I read it and I'm just like, whoa, how did you know all this about about me? You were just it was the most meaningful thing. And I don't I don't actually keep a lot of things, but I I actually laminated that and I've kept that since oh, wow. Uh, me and it, I took it to me when I moved to South Korea to all of the different areas oh. that I've been in is kept in a really safe place because it was just one of those gifts where it's like that's that's me that's my life um maybe that's not how I'm walking it out in this exact moment but that's my goal so yeah that was one of the most meaningful presents that I've actually ever received oh my gosh I had no idea that you did all that that's amazing yeah. you yeah. know I just I just remember when I gave it to you uh uh, you were crying and you were so happy. And I just, I just wanted to touch your heart. I just, you were on my heart at that time. And, uh, the, 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 the phrase time of desire came to me and I just flowed out, uh, with that poem or that story. And so, so that was back then. Um, mm -hmm. let me ask you, um, how has this legend worked for you in that time till today and, and about today, what does it mean for you now? How is it speaking to you? Yeah, well, it's what it's interesting because when you gave it to me, I was I was working with fashion, mm -hmm. um, more or less, like in an associate working at a clothing store. But at the same time, my life kind of took a lot of different turns. Um, but it didn't really necessarily look like fashion. So I always kept that with me in the back of my mind that okay, this is this is who I am, even though my circumstances don't exactly line up with my my biggest dream. Um, but it all is kind of keeping me in a direction. So, I mean, now it's one of those things where it's coming full circle where it's 10 years later Okay. and I'm kind of un uncovering, uh, uncovering those elements from that story where it's, it's directing me again into a new life journey. Wow. So, so yeah. would you say that this yeah. legend helped you persevere and, and keep you're uh, like a target for your heart, right? Even though you had all sorts of other things going on. Is that correct? That's really correct. And, you know, and it was a lot of times where it was my, my environment didn't really know how to celebrate those dreams in me. Mm. That in writing and having someone else say it and even just having it on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. kind of all that I needed to continue forward. And even though I was doing other things, I knew that those pieces were playing it into the bigger picture. They're just parts of the puzzle. Um, but it just was kind of one of those things that just spoke the desires of my heart that maybe I didn't have the language for, but oh. it really gave voice to the things that I, as a kid, as, as an adult, just things that I just dream about and mm. just heart just kind of came alive thinking about. That's amazing. So, so, um, so now it's you said it comes full circle. Um, can you talk about that? How is this entire thing resurfaced for you? I mean, I remember when I contacted you to be part of the show, and you you had your legend still with you, and we I gave you the audio ahead of time so you could hear it. Um, you had said that it's even more relevant today than it was back then. Can you talk about why is that? Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of like wine. It, it gets better with time. Mm. And 
I just, I feel like the words became more rich within my life. Okay. And now kind of full circle where it's, I was able to put some roots down and work on different areas, different elements of my life where I'm coming back full circle, more sure of who I am, more sure of what I have to offer and contribute. And then adding that creativity piece to it, adding the fashion piece to it, mm. uh, I, that, that there's, there's still a lot of favor and there's still a lot of um, ideas and, and dreams that I have, even though maybe it didn't look like it in the middle of those 10 years. Um, but coming, kind of coming back full circle and having other people recognize that and speak that out to me, even though they don't know that about me either. Wow. Just, G- give me some examples of how people are speaking to you in that light today. Like what, what's happening? Because I have no idea. <laughs> well, currently I work in the financial industry and okay. just some of my workers are saying, you, you picked the wrong industry. You need to be doing fashion. You need to be dressing people. You need to be designing things. And I said, you know, you're right. But the financial industry is still an element of what I need in the the creative world. But I mean, people are just, I, people I don't even know are coming up to me. This is, why aren't you doing this? Is this what you're doing? Is, and do you have a line? Do you have different things that you're, you're doing? So it's pretty neat because people that I don't even know are, are replaying what's actually in that, in that story. Wow. And, and it's in a completely different season of my life where it's not something that's openly showing itself, but it's in the progress to do that. Well, that's amazing. So everyone else is recognizing the, the treasure inside of you, right? Even though uh, being in the financial industry, it's not necessarily your ultimate destination. People are picking up on it, right? So that's that's fantastic. Um, so talk about the season you're in, like, you're in the financial industry. Um, why do you think that's still an important part of your journey? Is there anything about what you're doing in your current work that still helps you? You know, it still keeps you going on the right path. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the financial industry is, of course, it's a really important part in in everything that you do. So right now, I'm just learning like the bigger picture of the financial industry, the the structure of it, and um, that's also really interesting. So applying that into the creative process, I mean, I I have kind of this this image in my mind where creativity is like a diamond or a jewel, and structure uh, structure is kind of like the ring band, and you need both to do a project. You need both to accomplish creativity. So it's kind of the last ten years, and even right now, being the financial industry is kind of allowing me to build that structure around my life. Uh, learning how to invest properly and all of the current dialogue that goes along with that, which when I do start uh, to go forward with my creativity side, I'll have all of that kind of under my belt. Well, that's great. So it's almost like you are gaining practical wisdom. So if you didn't have that going into being a fashion designer, you, you may have some success at the beginning and blow up, but then you may not be able to survive. But learning about how to properly manage funds in a business and wealth. I think that's great. And wait, what about this? Like, have you ever thought about helping other people uh, in the fashion industry or entertainment industry with their finances in addition to uh, helping them dress? (laughs) Yes. And I, and I also want to see it in a place where helping people who, who don't have the understanding of finances, um, maybe they don't have those resources available to them and offering offering that assistance as well 
through the through the realm of fashion, through the realm of of dressing people, through the through that realm, but also offering that assistance and giving people a direction and and really just give freedom back to that part. I, I really do believe when we do have financial freedom, we are more free to be creative. I I, I do think they go kind Definitely. of hand. So I, I think that there's kind of an, a piece to that of of understanding that part, that structure, as well as the creative part, and then giving people that same opportunity, the same platform of structure and creativity, and then being a voice, really championing them to go forward. That's great. I, I really agree. It's like uh, getting wisdom with everything that you have uh, to make your passions the desire and your desires fulfilled. Let's go back to your legend. Is there any uh, certain moments in the poem that speaks to you or that you want to highlight? Any phrase, any uh, section? Uh, what stands out to you and, and how does it stand out to you in your past and even today? You know, I, I think the one thing that really stands out to me, and even as we you replayed it and I re-listened to it even just another time, I, I got a little emotional rethinking about it. Uh, it's the element where it talks about there's no reason to fear. And mm -hmm. That just still speaks to me. Uh, growing up, and even even within the last ten years after I got that uh, story, it's I haven't necessarily had the celebration of everything that I'm capable of, mm. and not necessarily that my surroundings need to celebrate me. I also didn't know how to celebrate that in myself, and so really hiding behind fear, fear mm. of what others think, fear of not being good enough, fear of all of the fears. Um, really just kind of, you know, and, and it looked like logical fears. I'm being logical. This, is, <laughs> this logically makes sense. I'm going to logically wait till it makes sense. I'm going. And so that piece about just that there's no reason to fear uh, was really freeing uh, to, to not be held back by what everybody else says is logic <laughs> and to really just plow through that and, and uh -huh. go forward with what I, I'm dreaming of and, and really ultimately what makes my heart come alive. And, you know, the first time that you're on a roller coaster and you can't help smile, it's like, that's what I was denying myself by living behind fear. Oh my gosh. And it's true because fear hinders your dreams. It hinders your passion, hinders creativity. Um, you talk about not having the ability to celebrate yourself. I mean, to me, uh, what I want to do here with everyone on Legends of the Wind is I want to give people permission to pursue their their dreams, their desires, their passion. I mean, sometimes uh, we don't even uh, allow ourselves because we just don't give ourselves that basic permission. Yes, yes, I am gifted or I am talented or I have this idea or this vision and this dream. And, you know, they say that the, the journey started with the first step, right? Um, well, in order to make that first step, you have to give your permission, self permission. Yes, I am going to go down this road and it will be mysterious and maybe has some fear, but I'm going to believe that I have something to offer to this world. Um, so what can you tell the audience, Melissa, about what would you say to them directly about this legend and how you would encourage others uh, with this legend? What do you think? First of all, I would encourage to pay attention to the dreams in the still small voice um, from when you're a child to 
even when you're watching a movie, when you're walking down the street, something sparks in your mind and in your, in your, in your mind and emotions. And you just come alive, come alive, even with the thought, mm-hmm. maybe glimpse of, maybe I have a glimpse of, okay, I'm designing this, or this is what my workspace looks like. It doesn't matter what that is, but paying attention to those, that still small voice of mm. that's really important. And I think once you do that, put it down on paper and, and you don't even necessarily need to speak it out to somebody else, but put it down on paper and then begin to sit with those dreams and don't let anything else hinder that. And I really find that once you put it down on paper, once you kind of set your intention for that, right. It, the life really does have a way of coming full circle and opening up the doors that you didn't think were possible, but just because you put it out there, doors open and give opportunity where if you didn't give, if you didn't give voice to those little small, that little small, um, those dreams, right. It would never even open up. Well, that's, that's great. I mean, it's the, a basic but very fundamental and crucial factor is writing your dream down, having a vision, writing it down and making a plan. So let's um, talk about your desire for fashion. Um, I know that you were a teacher in South Korea. You were doing all sorts of things creatively there with the kids. And also, I know that you have a special passion for dancing. So um what is it about fashion that excites you like where was that desire first planted like how did it get started and tell me where is it in your heart that the idea of doing this how does it come alive for you what what is it that speaks to you in that sense well i remember when i was in fifth grade this is i mean even when i was younger before that i would go shopping with my dad to buy a suit and i would have to i would have to go through every single suit, I'd have to touch every single material. And I, I was so curious about the stitching and, and nobody taught me that. I mean, nobody would show me, oh, this is what stitching is. This is a good piece of fabric, uh, not a good piece of fabric. Um, and actually I got in trouble for it because I was just got locked in, in, in the suit department and they were trying to buy suits. Um, but I remember when I was in fifth grade, I was given a book of, um, of fashion, um, the 1920s French fashion, and it was just the fashion illustrations. And I remember I saw that and something changed in me. And I don't know, I don't know what that moment was, but that moment was, I have to do this. And I don't know what that looks like, but I was just enamored with it. And then I would, I would just always sit and draw and I would draw makeup on the faces of magazines, which is how I kind of myself had to draw. Um, because then you kind of have to learn the face structure. Uh, and so I just, I just started drawing outfit after outfit after outfit after outfit after wow. outfit. And really with no other, no one showed me, no one taught me. It, there was no one else in my family working with fashion. And then as I began to, to grow up, I, I love colors and I love seeing the right color combinations. So as I continued to go, I just, I loved getting the person in the right outfit and then talking about, okay, you should wear this and this, this, and this, and this. Or you should buy this. And they're like, where should I buy that? I, was like, I don't know. When you find it, you should buy it. <laughs> and then, um, so then working in an upscale clothing store, I actually got to do that. And I just, I just remember feeling like, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. I'm, I'm in somebody else's closet picking out clothes for them. And that's pretty much how it was. And I just remember there's people crying in the dressing room because I would see a garment and I would say, this, this resembles you. 
and X, Y, and Z, this is why. And I would have all these like encouraging words for them. That wow. Garment, and then they would just be crying. And then they would come back in later to the store. And like, you remember when you sold me that pair of jeans and they attached every, all the words that I spoke to them through the garment. And that was, that was a pretty neat experience. And then just getting to help with, with uh, fashion, our fashion sketching classes right. and really building the story. And I just really saw the opportunity to speak into who somebody was through the vehicle of fashion and whether that is designing something tailor-made for their body or for who they are, for their personality, and not because it fits a trend, but it, because it fits their, it fits who they are and who they're meant to be. Um, those are kind of things that have stood by me that just make me just wild with, with excitement because it oh just... My. When I wake up in the morning, that's what I want to do. That's amazing. I mean, I've never heard of anybody going to a, <laughs> a store to get clothing and the lady or person helping makes them cry, not because of the prices, but because <laughs> but because they, they were tapping into who they are. I mean, I've never heard of that. That's, that's so special. That's amazing. Uh, I mean... That, that's what I want to do with these stories. I want to, I want to tap into people's hearts and, and identify who they are too through their own story. Uh, that's, that's an amazing foundation that you have and how it's been expressed. Um, uh, what else in this uh, poem or in, in your legend speaks to you? Is there anything else that you want to unpack for us today? No, I, I, the, the imagery of it. I mean, when I hear the imagery of it, it's just, again, that still small voice of all of those things that inside inside my mind, when I'm walking down the street, the thought of it just makes me just come alive, cutting fabrics and and just staying up all night long, dressing people. And I will tell you, um, I had a convergence moment of where I had a, like my uh, passion for fashion and then all these other elements. But it was when I first discovered tango dancing, I okay. kind of upon um, stumbled upon uh, an event and happened to be a really small event. And there was three couples there from Argentina who were doing a performance. And I just remember just tears coming down my eyes of everything that I've ever dreamed of with film, with fashion, with, with everything, dressing people coming into full convergence with this dance. And, and that's really when the desire came about. I wanted to, to design dresses that move, um, that move and create movement wow. and either, whether it be through, through tango dance or, but I just, I had pictures of just with the way that garments would move and that the, when the garments move that they would sing because of the way that the fabric would move and the detailing on the fabric. So th that was kind of a convergence moment for me, which of course I pulled back out that, that story after that happened. I'm like, this is so in line with, with what <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's neat. Um, so the imagery in that story really is still something that drives me because the imagery is really those dreams that I hadn't even had language to express, but they're there and they're still there. And I maybe not fully, not fully walking that out yet, but it's still something that drives me forward. Well, that's great. I mean, that's just beautiful. I think, I think that this, I think that even though you're in the financial district, that time in that business is a season. And I think that if this dream 
this time of desire in you of being a fashion uh, designer and also helping people with, with clothing and, and look, becoming their themselves, you're going to do it. This is obviously a pathway that you are led on to. And I think that you are going to step into it. And who knows? Maybe someone who's watching, I'll just plug you right now. Someone who's <laughs> watching this podcast or listening and finds out about you, they should contact you and, and give you a chance. They should definitely find out what you're really made of. And let's see the fruition and the manifestation of what the dream inside your heart really can become. What do you think about that? <laughs> I love that. that. That just gives me a lot of, lot of hope for the future. <laughs> Good. And, you know, it's true because we have to keep encouraging ourselves, don't we? I mean, um, mm -hmm. we all have the dream in our heart, but it takes time. I mean, we both have to uh, go through maturing. We have hardship. We have to overcome and things, uh, twists and turns and upsets, difficult mm -hmm. people. Sometimes family doesn't support you. So why don't we... Uh, ask some final thoughts as we wrap this up, Melissa. Um, is there anything else in the legend that you want to talk about? Or is there anything that you would like to add uh, to the audience to encourage them? What, what, what do you think? One of the things that really stood out to me was the imagery and the story. So having a story that really gave the imagery of things that you dream of. So if I have some kind of takeaway from that would be to allow yourself the space to, to dream, to imagine, because when you can imagine, anything is possible, but it takes you allowing, allowing yourself to see it. Because mm. A lot of times when I was in a, I was working in the education field and I was helping uh, create creative art programs, but not necessarily in a culture that understands and celebrates creativity the way that I did. So it's very challenging. For me. And there's many times that I would take that story out and I would read it out loud to myself, crying <laughs> and oh. reminding myself that better things are possible. And it was through those moments of when everything looks like it's not going to happen and then still allowing yourself to imagine what could be. And those are the moments that are going to get you to go forward instead of looking at your circumstances. So with I love that with the story because the story any kind of story and your story specifically, it really it puts words to the imagination. And those are not oftentimes something that we have access to until someone puts it in a story format. So that's wow. meaning has been really meaningful for me, but I would also encourage the audience to sit with the imagination and know that anything is possible. That's great. Uh, that's that's a very beautiful way of putting it to words and and speaking it out. You know. By the way, you know this is our first season of uh, Legends of the Wind as a podcast, but we're actually going to open it up when this season closes. Um, we're gonna give for free at this time the audience an opportunity to get their own legend and to be on the show if they want to. Melissa, what would you tell the audience? It, would you recommend someone uh, trying to be uh, get their own legend? Uh, what, what do you think would be beneficial for them? Oh, I would absolutely recommend it. It's funny because I would have never thought I would have needed a story like that. But once you get a story like that, and it's something that you can pass on for to your children's children, it's just... It's just one of the most remarkable things that you can experience. And until you get a story for your own life, I mean, you heard my, 
everyone heard my story, but that's very specific to my dreams. And that speaks to me, but may not speak to everybody else the same way. So having a story directly related to their life, I think that's life-changing. I mean, it definitely changed my life and I would highly recommend that. Awesome. Yeah, it's just something that I have a gift for. Uh, It doesn't work all the time. Sometimes when I'm writing, I labor and work. Uh, And just so the audience knows that when I get these legends, it's usually uh, like a a creative download or some sort of vision in my imagination as I'm hearing and seeing things. Um, But it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we're going to be opening this up uh, at the end of this season and uh, it'll be for free. Uh, and uh, afterward, we'll be opening up for business on that. But we just want to give the audience a chance to hear mm-hmm. from actual people who have already received one to let them know that this kind of thing exists and that it is very real. <laughs> so, um, Melissa, thank you so much for uh, being my guest today and for letting me uh, show the audience your legend. Wonderful. It was such a pleasure. And once again, thank you for your story and the way that it's impacted and influenced my life. I, I highly, I've just cherished it. So it's an honor to be here and to speak on that. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's awesome. You're a good friend and I'm glad to know you all these years and let's see our dreams come true. So everyone, thank you for joining us today (laughs) at Legends of the Wind podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and get to hear about Melissa and her dream and her heart. So thank you. And until the next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us today on the Legends of the Wind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and hit the bell button to be alerted of future episodes. And don't forget, our stories are found here in life and beyond the imagination. Now you can finish your story. Keep dreaming, keep believing, and we'll see you again in our next episode of Legends of the Wind. Audiobooks and merchandise are available at legendsofthewind.com. Go and check it out.